Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. All righty, are you ready for round two of The Work by Byron Katie? We talked about it last week. We're discussing it Every week uh, on Monday night during May, we're covering this book called A Friendly Universe by Byron Katie, um, 7 o'clock on Monday evenings. And this is called Loving What Is. This book is the Bible, you could say, of Byron Katie's work. It's the handbook to learn how to employ much of what we're doing um, these two weeks, last week and this morning, um, in dealing with her philosophy. You can also go online, thework.com and receive all of the information and instruction on how to bring this incredibly helpful tool more actively into your life experience. And both these books are available at the Source Bookstore this morning, so stop by and pick one up. They have changed my life radically. This is not a philosophy, as I told you last week, for the faint-hearted, because it requires the courage to look your own behavior directly in the face and take responsibility for your experience of life. And um, some days I'm all for that. <laughs> Other days it's like, uh, it's so much easier. Well, I don't know in the long run, but certainly in the short term, easier, more comfortable to point the finger of blame and responsibility to everybody and everything outside of us. But I really believe that as we awaken spiritually, the human family is being given the opportunity now to look at the key to our own salvation, and that is taking responsibility for the thoughts and the feelings that are occupying residency in our consciousness, in our mind and in our heart. So um, let's do a little work this morning. What do you say? Starting with a few um, essential quotes by Byron Katie. The first one is this, and if you get this one, you got it all. Everything happens for me, not to me. Will you say that with me? No, this is daring because this defies everything that your conditioned self has ever heard. Your conditioned self, which lives a life of victimization, says that everything is happening to me all the time. I have no control. Oh, woe is me. But your liberated self, your spiritual self, knows what we tell you every Sunday in this place. There is only one presence. There is only one power. It is God, and it is good, and it is working expressly on your behalf, especially in those moments when you don't think it is. So given that, if you get this statement, you've got it all. Let's say it together. Everything happens for me, not to me. You need to remember that because I guarantee you, you plan a thought like that in your mind and as soon as you walk out this door this morning, somebody or something is going to come upon your path and you're going to say, here's the exception to what he was talking about this morning. <laughs> That's why we ministers are such audacious characters because we have the audacity and it is audacious to stand up in front of people and say these things. Don't think for a moment that it doesn't come right back in my face every day of the week following every lesson I ever present to you. So we're in this together, okay? Let's look at the next quote. It's so true. The worst thing that has ever happened is an uninvestigated thought. Now you look at what's going on out here, you see some pretty nasty stuff, but I'm telling you, none of it compares 
to the suffering and the sorrow and the pain that can be caused by a thought that you believe is true that simply is not. But because you believe it's true, it brings forth your experience, you see. That's how it works. You invest yourself in thoughts and feelings. These create the lens out of which you experience your day-to-day existence. So every thought must be investigated. You see, we have this thing that John Bradshaw refers to as the poisonous pedology. It is a collection of thoughts and ideas and beliefs that is passed on from generation to generation to generation. It is all assumed to be true. The vast majority of it is not. So the greatest contribution we can make to our own generation and future generations is to begin to question these ideas that everyone else says are true. Not necessarily true. The vast majority, when they are investigated, do not hold up to be true. Here's a big one, and this is the one I'm talking about when I say you have to look yourself right in the face. The world is your perception of it. Inside and outside always match. They are reflections of each other. My friends, if you think the world is something that is going on out here, think again. The world is a projection. The world is a reflection of the internal dynamic that is in your own mind, in your own consciousness right now. You are interpreting, you are defining, and you are translating this experience. Above all, you are projecting this experience, and you're projecting it through the filter of the thoughts that you're holding in your mind that you're investing with your belief and with your faith. The world is the mirror image of your own mind. So what do you think of the world this morning? That's good. And so are you. That's the truth. You really are. And any morning you wake up and you don't believe that, challenge that thought. Do the work. Here's one I shared with you last week, but it definitely bears repeating because if you get this, you got everything. What the work gives us is a way to change the projector, the mind, rather than the projected. It's like when there's a piece of lint on the projector's lens. We think there's a flaw on the screen and we try to change this person or that person. Now, I know that no one in here has ever been foolish enough to try to change another person. (laughs) Anybody ever try to change another person? Anybody succeed, really? No. The only person you can really change is yourself. And interestingly, when you change yourself, you change everybody. When you change yourself, you change everything. So the flaw appears to be on one person or another. Inevitably, the flaw reoccurs. Have you noticed this? You reach a point of intolerance with one person, you walk away. The next thing you know, that person has put on a disguise and they show up in your life the following week again. It's because the lint is on your projector. It's on your lens. It's not having anything to do with people or circumstances outside of you. So it's futile to try to change the projected images out here. Once we realize where the lint is, we can clear the lens itself. Makes sense, doesn't it? And here's one also, sometimes a bitter pill to swallow. When I am perfectly clear, what is, is what I want. When I'm perfectly clear, what is, what is before you right now is what you want. How do I know that? Because it's what you have. You see, I have frequently told you that you, every one of you in this room, You're a spiritual genius. You are a spiritual genius. If that 
title doesn't feel real comfortable to you this morning, keep trying it on because it's the reality. And in your spiritual genius, you are creating everything and everybody that comes into the experience of your day-to-day reality. And you're doing it for a really good reason because those people and those circumstances and situations are exactly what you need to raise you to the next level of your own spiritual awakening. That's why I'm always telling you to thank everybody and everything as soon as you can because everybody and everything is part of this activity of God and it has a gift for you, it has a present for you and it's waiting to give it to you right now. When you're perfectly clear, that is when you are not carrying any objection to the content of the present moment, you are then capable of taking powerful action in this world. When you are filled with resistance to whatever the moment contains, you're not powerful, my friends, you're heavily burdened. And you're actually then contributing to the problem by going out there and sharing this burden and sharing your resentment and sharing your fear and sharing your stress. It doesn't help. But when you become absolutely clear and you realize that the spiritual genius within you has created everything and everyone that's a part of your experience, you can move with great power. You can change the world. And you do it by changing yourself. All right, everybody has a little drama queen in them. And some of us actually have a rather large drama queen within us. I have been told that I have a drama queen that lives in me. I accept it because, after all, I accept everything, right? I embrace the drama queen. All right, but I'm going to call on you to really let your drama queen out this morning. First of all, I want you to think of something or someone. Could be recent, could be long ago a situation or an individual that really ticked you off or that caused you to be stressed, confused, sorrowful, whatever it might be, angry. I want you to think of a difficult situation or a difficult person. I know this might take days, (laughs) but I have faith in you. You can do this. You can do this. Now, I want you to put on your drama queen, and I mean, put it, I want you to really get into this. I want you to find somebody else, find a partner in the room, and I want you to let them know exactly what you went through, exactly how that other person or that situation treated you. Put some drama into it. Put some power in This is where we let our humanness out, okay? And I always tell you, let your humanness out. Just do it in a constructive, not a destructive way. So I want you to do this, and I want you to tell someone else about how wronged you were, about how difficult it was, and really lay it on. Are you with me? All right. Have at it. I want to hear some, feel some energy in the room with this, all right? Crank it up. I want to hear some, oh, my God, you can't imagine. I don't feel enough drama in the room. Come on. Oh, my God. Woe is me.
And if you have not given your partner a chance yet to express their drama, please do so. Exchange parts. And let's start to wrap it up here a bit. I know it's difficult. We love to get wrapped up in our dramas, don't we? Now we're gonna have some fun. Did everybody get one of these when you came in? This is a judge your neighbor worksheet. It's a hoot and a holler. Anybody not get one? Okay, keep your hands up if you did not get one because they're coming down the aisle. And this is one of the most important tools in Byron Katie's work. It is also one of the most important tools in your own liberation. See what I've done? I can't quiet the room down because everybody is so invested in their dramas. You know, it's important to have fun with this process because it's not an easy process to enter into. And yet if we're able to back up and really look at our lives objectively, it's inevitable that we're gonna laugh a little bit when we start looking at the dramas that we create. Now, what I want you to do is take this Judge Your Neighbor worksheet. And for the sake of time this morning, we're only going to touch on the first question. It's this. In this situation, who angers, confuses, saddens, or disappoints you, and why? And then you have some blanks to fill in. I am, you fill in the emotion. With, you put in the name of the person or the situation because you explain your justification for why you're having the emotional reaction that you're having. So just take a minute and fill out that first question only. I am blank with blank because of blank. All right, what we're gonna do here now is just a very quick and abbreviated exercise with the work to get an idea of how it operates. The first thing I'm gonna ask you to do is look at that statement. I am blank with blank because of blank. Is it true? Is it true? That's the first question. These are all down at the bottom in the lower left-hand corner of your form. And by the way, if you're watching on Facebook, you can, uh, you can acquire all of these forms at thework.com. So uh, you can do the work with us. Is it true? Then the next question is, can you be absolutely certain? Can you absolutely know that it's true? Now, let's be honest in the room here, friends. The longer I'm on this planet, the less I can be absolutely certain about anything. And the more questions I raise in my mind. Every thought can be questioned, especially when it comes in to terms of its ultimate validity. Then the third one is very interesting. When you have this thought, 
Who do you become? What are the reactions that take place inside of you? How do you show up with that thought? What happens to you on the emotional level, on the internal level, on the physical level? And what actions might you be inclined to take based on that reaction? And then finally, perhaps the most important, who would you be if you didn't have that thought? Hear me, my friends. You are always and forever free to choose every thought you think. And you can change any thought you're thinking any time that you choose. Let's uh, experience Byron Katie in a real-life situation where she's doing the work with a gentleman who believes he may have made the wrong decision. I have a unit that I direct, and I make many decisions, and like this is a thought, did I make a right decision? Do you have a situation in mind? I have a workshop that um, I have a name for that workshop. The marketing did not like the name. And so they gave me another name. I said, your name is not good. And today I had to, to decide it. And I said, okay, I'll go with the name because you are the experts. And now I'm not sure that I made the right decision. So you didn't make the right decision. Can you absolutely know that that's true? No. And how do you react? What happens when you think the thought, I made the wrong decision? I'm stressed. They're feeling like, why don't I trust myself? Because of the name is wrong and it's not precise. The workshop will not be, you know, attract enough people. And so you're living in the past, you're living in the future. Don't worry about the present, just past, future, past, future. <laughs> yeah, and then I SMS and SMS and SMS and SMS. And they... Imagine your life without the thought. I made the wrong decision. Look at you showing up for the workshop, and no one shows up because of the name. Okay? Yeah. Look around the room. Yeah, it's empty. Yeah. You like silence. Yeah, I do. With your schedule, you could probably use some time alone. Yeah. <laughs> you see the room? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, maybe these people had... Different things to do. I dropped the maybe, no one showed up. Yeah. <laughs> so you made the wrong decision. Turn it around. I made the right decision. So give me an example. I took a lot of advice. Like the marketing, like they told me the whole day that made brainstorming about the name. So probably they understand more than me. And then I SMSed also my wife, which knows the workshop, and she said, yes, go for it. It sounds like really everyone but you agreed on the name. Yeah. Can you find one more example? I made the right decision. I have one. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. I love this one. Everyone gets to see that you were right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, she's going to be here in September, and you can go online and get your tickets now. Uh, You don't want to miss her because being able to experience her in person, you can see the love, the sensitivity, and the humor by which she is able to peel away all of these beliefs that people are clinging so tightly to. Now, what we saw in that video is a great example of something called the turnaround. And the turnaround is a critical part of the work. After you've asked the four questions, you turn that thought around. Turn it around. In so doing, that's where you're taking your attention away from the projection and putting it onto the projector. You're taking whatever it is you think need to happen out here, and you're making a realization as to the internal dynamic that's really creating it. Now, of course, being your minister, there are very few occasions that I ever have to do the work. (laughs) Yes, my dear, I am perfect in the divine sense of things, but... (laughs) I do have rare but occasional opportunities to put this uh, principle to work. And I had one not long ago, some time back, and you all heard about this as of this last Wednesday. We discovered that uh, the contract on the sale of our property was not going to be executed. And we sent out an email Wednesday about this. Um, When I first got that news, my heart sank. And so I did not one but several worksheets on that entire process The first one began with, I am upset with the developer because they didn't buy our property. And then I asked the four questions, is it true? Well, it seems it's true. Can I be absolutely certain it's true? I already admitted I can't be absolutely certain of everything. I don't know that they won't still buy the property since we're engaged in ongoing uh, discussions with them still about different kinds of options. But nonetheless, then I thought... Who do I become when I hold that thought? I am upset because the developers should have bought this property. I become a person who feels like a failure, to tell you the truth, because I'm the spiritual leader of this place, and everything is supposed to unfold according to the will of God if I'm doing my job, right? So here is an apparent failure. It's a failure. I'm a failure. That road goes to nowhere, my friends. It is of nothing but destruction, not productive in any way whatsoever. So I ask myself the next question, who would I be without that thought? Without that thought, I would be absolutely certain that if the property didn't sell, it's because it wasn't supposed to sell. How do I know that? Because it didn't sell. What's the future hold? Heaven if I know. But I do know when we first entered this process, I said to myself, there's no way I'm going to be senior minister of this spiritual community unless God and God alone is completely in charge of every aspect of this historical time in our experience together. So I become freer. And then I can turn that thought around and say, the property, for whatever reason, wasn't supposed to sell. How do I know that it wasn't supposed to sell? Because it didn't. End of discussion, and I'm free. You also can be free, my friends. Take this work with you. Use it as a tool to remind you that nobody and no thing outside of you is in charge of your well-being or your happiness. You are responsible for that, and you are free to change your mind any time you choose. Thank you, and God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. 
If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.